You're listening to a very moody sports show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Brought to you by Moody and Sons Electric. For any intellectual needs, call Moody and Sons at 864-478-4328. That's 864-478-4328. Welcome into a very moody sports show. I'm Daniel Moody. And on the road, this is Zach Whittington. Where are we, Daniel? Uh, we are in the Super 8 Hotel, right off the first exit in Chattanooga, Tennessee, or North Carolina, depending on who you're talking to. <laughs> uh, well, if you ask me, we're in the studio, because we're doing the podcast on the road. Away game for our home faithful Greenville Triumph traveling to play the Chattanooga Red Wolves. Daniel, yeah, we hopping right into this. Uh, we're going right into the sports. But um, it was a it's a great time. It's our first road trip. Is this our first road pod? No, I was actually going to say I think this is the second road pod. We did a pod on the road when we were vacationing with your family down at the beach. I do believe. I feel like we recorded a podcast then as well. We might have. We so may have. this may be the second road pod. Second Either road way, pod. first road pod that is in a hotel room, not an Airbnb. I feel like I'm on uh, ESPN on the road right now, working for Fox. You know? This has to be helpful <laughs> what they afford for you at ESPN. They're not giving you the nicest hotel rooms like Especially you were in this. And with all those pay cuts and people they fire, of course not. <laughs> but... uh you feel like a scout, like on the road, man. We're watching a uh, minor league soccer, dude. Like, I work for I work for Chelsea, man. I'm looking for the next big thing. It <laughs> might be the, Greenville South Carolina. The next hot, the hot commodity in the in the soccer leagues. Yeah, but uh, good experience so far. Got the one one tie. The needed point. I'm gonna be honest. Like this Greenville Triumph team needed a point of some sort. So huge, huge draw, especially when we went down 1-0 in the first half, come out halftime, and, uh, you know, it was looking a little worrisome for a second. And so uh, where do we stand right now? Currently standings, you got Union coming off a 2-1 win last night in Arizona. They're sent 26 points. Chattanooga with the draw uh, and us both get one point. So Chattanooga's second spot with 24, and we're in number number three with 23 points. I do believe uh, right after that is like Tormenta uh, in, in fourth place with 20. And then there's like three or four teams, Madison, Fort Lauderdale, a couple guys, uh, a couple teams jockeying with the 19, 19 points for like four and five, uh, five and six spots for the playoff. Yeah, it just for, seems like this team compared to last year, the Triumph anyways, scoring's just not as a... Uh... We just can't do it as willingly as we could last year. Well, it definitely reminds me of that 2019 team that would get draws, a lot of draws, a lot of 1-0 wins where we're holding on for the win. And I don't mind that, but, I mean, it's weird weird to me because, like, this is a team that we went on the road to New England, scored three three goals with Lomas. He gets a hat trick, and then the next game we come out, we came and put up, like, one goal against against North Carolina. Like, it's just the inconsistency of this team. And, like, Lomas is a uh, one, for example, that I know we got him from North Carolina, and like a lot of North Carolina fans said it last year, where he had a like stretch of great games, but he would like fall off and just disappear. And like there's times when me and Andy look at each other at games, and we're like, man, Lomas hasn't touched the ball in like 40 minutes. That's half the game. You don't touch the ball. You're a striker. Like we and like we've had injuries. Lachlan finally got to get back out on the pitch last night. That was good to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, and like another thing that I've noticed with this team is 
defensively, we get out of position a lot, and then suddenly we're having to like feel like we have to like tackle and take aggressive tackles, and we're fouling people right at the top of the box. Their goal last night is a, is literally a penalty kick, a free kick at the top of the box. Like it could have easily been a, a penalty PK, but it wasn't. But like. And that's like the third game in a row we've just given up a great look right at the top of the box. Like we can't be doing that stuff. Yeah, and you, you can't actually, put Dallas J in those positions. We at least we got the draw. You did miss the goal. Dan was on a venture around the concession stands at the time, but great cross in. Lomas did score on a jumping volley, but uh, not many chances. I think mm-hmm. it was like just, five. I and mean, Chattanooga only had like six shots. We had like four shots or something, but like. It was a very hard-fought game, I will state. But at the same time, like, it's just like I do feel like we've expected a lot. We've expected more out of this team. They're not exactly living up to the expectations I had, but it doesn't mean that they're not a good team. And I definitely think we're still a playoff team. But, you know, you really do want to hope hmm. that you're a top-four team when it comes to the end of the season and you get the home, either a home game for the first playoff game or the, the, the uh, you know, bye week on that first playoff week. Yeah, and we also uh, got some love from some of the players. That was awesome. Yeah, a little acknowledgement from Paul the Wall. <clears throat> Paul from... the Wall, Lachlan saluted to saluted me. So I was just casually like laying there drinking a beer, and I yelled half heartedly, "Lachlan!" And he heard me clearly <laughs> and then post, saluted me. Post game, I had a shout out to Morello with a good game. He gave me the little finger point. I'm like, uh, bro, road games they appreciate you coming we'll out. Take like a that's, finger point. That's a four. That's a four hour drive that we made as like for a third tier soccer team. They appreciate what we just did. And like honestly, Chattanooga Stadium, they're doing it right. I hate to say that, but they are doing it right. That's a nice stadium, good spot. Emphasis on doing under construction. Um, under construction, they're working on it. But like, dude, that is what I want for the triumph. Something in that manner. Like that was very well done. Yes. As far as the venue. But uh, you got anything else, USL League? I mean, for for Lauderdale, Madison, draws, a couple draws across the league. There's one game tonight. The Triumph's next game will be uh, against Tucson, uh, or sorry, Toronto 2. We will be playing Toronto 2 in Canada. First game in Canada for Toronto 2, eh? Um, So we'll be playing them Friday at 4 o'clock, which sucks because I'm going to get off work and catch the end of the game. I may miss, like, all the games, so shit. Just get one of those, like, around-the-neck phone, like, holsters and just stream it, like, right under your chin. That's such a good suggestion. I thought you were going to go get yourself, like, a Westworld copy of yourself to do your job. (laughs) That's a little bit more complex complex than I got. I'm talking, like, a piece of plastic that's a bent. Like, you're talking literally the same thing people put their, like, harmonica holder on. Exactly. You could even just get a harmonica holder. And then... You could just play harmonica instead of watching the game. I don't know, but uh, you're talking a full clone of someone. I, yeah, that's I what I was that's not, that's not what I was suggesting, Dave. I ain't got that ability. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not a lot of people do. So, believe you. Um, Zach, I think that's all we got, USL League One. Yeah, I'm watching Daniel Go switch triumph. through four beverages. Yeah, I'm trying, man. Now. Listen, that game yeah. last night, I may have had one too many drinks. Hey, maybe we don't. Me men- too. Maybe we don't mention that on the pod. Anyways, oh no, he's fine. Daniel's <laughs> got fine. water. Coffee, I got body armor, water, body coffee. Armor, I bought Fanta. a Fanta just to give you a little sugar in there if I need it. Yeah, he's. Uh, we're, we're covering. Daniel's coming back. Alive. We're making it a load through. We can, we're going to record a podcast. Sunday anyway. morning pod. Sunday morning pod. I like the idea of a Sunday morning pod a lot lately. But Zach, basketball, basketball, basketball. We got a lot to talk about. We man. have crowned a champion. Finally. And he is, he's he's international born. He's from Athens, Greece. 
the Greek freak. People used to not be able to say his name. Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's just it's casual now. That is funny though. For like three years of his initial career, nobody was attempt his last name at all. <laughs> yeah, but now he's won so many awards, you can't not say his name correctly. You okay? Giannis, congratulations, the Bucks beat the Suns. We're gonna talk about it. I'm gonna hijack the show and go straight to dissing ESPN Upstate. Oh, wow. You remember that ad they used to run when they first started ESPN yes. Upstate? It's like, you can't pronounce the name of the players. We talked about this This was on initial, the like, this was like episode six of yeah. the podcast, I promise. <laughs> and then uh, Mike Ryan, what's his name? Upstate guy, what's his name? Uh, Mark, no, Mark, Mark Ryan. Mark Ryan, very similar to Mike Ryan. But Mark Ryan, he had this, like, they try-hearted on this episode to diss international-born players because all of the awards were won by uh, internationally born players. Like Giannis won defensive player. No, Rudy, Rudy, Go- Gobert. Rudy Gobert won defensive player of the year. Giannis won MVP. Um, Pascal Siakam won most improved. And then six man was probably somebody foreign as well. But uh, he literally intentionally mispronounced all of those names on purpose. He said Rudy Gobert he, Rudy Gobert. I'm pretty sure he called Luke. Pa- he said Pascal Sycam. Sycam, yeah, Sycam, Sycam. I'm like, dude, dude, if I was his like editing chief or something, I would throw in that episode. I out. mean, that also just shows you the lack of like pre-reading on his part. He's like, you got to because like I'm also pretty sure that was the year uh, Luka Doncic won the uh, Rookie of the Year, and he called him Luka like Donk Kick or something like. Like, there was K's in his name. I'm like, dude, that's not just only awful per, per radio standard, but, like, also very offensive that you're not, like, trying to get these people's names right. Like, that's offensive. It's so, so narrow-minded. So. So. Going back to the Bucks, <laughs> Chris Middleton, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Budenholzer. Let's just name everybody. Hey, everybody. Bobby Drew Hall, Drew Hall, Bobby Fortis is literally a superhero in Milwaukee. Dante DiVincenzo. Even though you were hurt. <laughs> um, uh, who's yeah. Forbes, I think. Brent Forbes. Brent Forbes. <laughs> uh, God, who else do the Bucks have? Are this, they this thin? They just stopped playing everybody. Jeff Teague's on that team. He did not play a minute of the finals. Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague. Uh, Shout out, the really, the Jeff Teague. Man, we're missing a guard. Like, who's a backup guard of theirs that we're forgetting? Malcolm Brogdon's hurt. Am I crazy? No, he's on the Pacers now. Who's a who backed up uh, Drew Holiday at the point? No idea. No idea. Sorry. Giannis scored almost all the points. I mean, Giannis so. fifty burger in Game Six. Last time we talked, it was Game Five. Pat he's coming off Pat Connaughton. There it is. Pat Connaughton in three. <laughs> dude, he had like eight, like eight threes in the final two games. Like he was a huge key to them getting the ability. Yeah. But like I did, I said that I thought the Suns were going to win Game Six. It was going Game Seven. But you know, what are the what the Suns supposed to do when Giannis is out there dropping fifty and he hits sixteen of seventeen from the line, Zach? I mean, like this is a man that everybody laughed at his ability to hit free throws, like laughed at that ability, and then he went out there and hit sixteen for seventeen in a closeout finals game. Oh my goodness, holy cow! He was unstoppable in Game Six. Bucks and Six. Shout out Brandon Jennings. Uh, Bucks and Six. Um. The thing is, is Giannis just hustles, man. He doesn't give up on any plays. He works hard every single play. And they did an experiment a couple years back where they wanted him to be the point guard. So he learned how to dribble. 
he was a shooter begin his career. He had a game early in his career where he was 17 to 17 from the line, uh, free throw line. So this is not unheard of for him. It's just he's gotten the yips on the road, and his road free throw shooting percentage is for like 49%. He's shooting 80% on home games. So it's dead silent out there. He doesn't take anywhere near 10 seconds, and when he has the ball at least, and then he has pretty good shooting form. I mean, he's kind of broke from three, but who cares when you are an unstoppable force on the uh, basket? Well, it's also <laughs> like as soon as he steps within a foot of the inside of the three-point line, that, that shot suddenly is a lot more cash. Yeah, exactly. And people leave him just so wide open on the three-point line that he, he's in his head. He's like, I'm so wide open, I have to think about shooting right now rather than just, just shooting. Just shooting. And that's something to be said. Like a lot of these players, like Ben Simmons, who's a bad shooter, is like a lot of these players are thinking a lot. And like there's a lot of players will tell you that like going the free throw line, that is the hardest moment because it's literally like, like uh, DeAndre Jordan has said in interviews, he's like, oh, dude, when I walk up to the free throw line, 90% of the time I'm thinking about airballing it. And you shouldn't be, but it's how do you not? Dude. <laughs> Take three dribbles, spin the ball, and put it through the net. That's how you don't do sure, it. Sure, I guess, if it worked for you. <laughs> but um, that game, Chris Middleton had a couple 40-point games, but Giannis was the finals MVP. He had a great parade. Um, I did want P.J. Tucker's on the team, by the way. I did P.J. Want, Tucker. <laughs> I did want to. I just remember that because of his speech at the parade was hilarious, talking about dogs. Yeah. Um, but I did want to ask you about Chris Middleton. It's like that that Chris Middleton story is a fantastic story of this finals. A guy that comes in, was went through the G League, like spent years in the G League, then came in, spent years working himself up to being an all-star. Now he's a multiple-time all-star, an NBA champion. Like, I think Chris Middleton is a, a, a picturesque as far as, like, ideal basketball uh, journey. Yeah, and, I mean, you have to grind to get there, and I'm going to go ahead and just shout out his roots, Charleston, South Carolina, Chris Middleton, and just take a moment for South Carolina basketball as a whole. I used to play basketball in South Carolina. I mean, we're not, like, the craziest state when you think about athletics, but maybe you should open your eyes and recognize because Clemson's done one couple national championships in football. South Carolina women's basketball wins national championships. I mean, KG, Zion, yeah, and Chris Middleton coming out of it. Yamarant. Yeah, oh, that's true. Jermaine O'Neal, Ray Allen, who doesn't claim us. Come on, Ray Allen. Give some love, Come buddy. on, Ray Allen. Kevin Garnett, don't claim us. Come on, you went the Malden, Kevin. You went the Malden. I literally have been in the gym for cheering against them, but same time, in the gym. But anyways, Zion, he completely reps South Carolina. So does Yaw Morant. Zion's mom actually worked at my middle school. So, really? Uh, that's a pretty that's a pretty big uh, development there. Small world. I'm actually older than Zion, and he could dunk all over me. So. And he makes so much more money than I'll ever have. But it's what, whatever. You didn't have to tell me that. I, mean, you I know. was just thinking about getting dunked on. Now <laughs> you I'm, know where we're at. Now you're though. bringing my bills into the situation. Uh but anyway, South Carolina basketball, love to hear it, love to see it. Chris Middleton, the come-up is real. Giannis clearly, clearly taking shots around the league, saying, I didn't leave, I could have left, I could have been on a super team, could have took the easy he way, definitely got but I stayed offers here. for super teams. You know he has. I mean, he's top three players in the league. He could go anywhere he wants. Imagine him on the Lakers right now. Now he's driving around Milwaukee ordering 50 chicken minis because he can and no. having, like, entire crowds of people surround his car in parking lots cheering bucks and six. A little bit of I a, love it. A little bit of a culture gap, Giannis, in the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. Uh, yes, let me get 50 Mc, McNuggets. McNug he wanted 50 McNuggets from the Chick-fil-A. I was like, 
Let him do what he wants. He's an NBA champion. Let him do what he wants. Giannis is funny, dude. I was pulling for Giannis the whole time. Uh, He's the best player in the finals. He's the best player in the playoffs, best player in the league maybe right now. Some people are crowning him over LeBron and KD. LeBron, I mean, I just regressed a little little bit. But here's where LeBron versus Giannis is interesting because Giannis does a lot of things that LeBron does. And it's that drive to the rack, spin, you can't stop me when I'm actually got a full head of steam going to the rack. The difference is LeBron's like 38 and, and, uh, well, like 36 or 7, and Giannis is 26. And Giannis, like I said earlier, he was hurt. His knee was bent backwards a couple weeks ago. 15 degrees the opposite way. Yeah, and I mean, he got lucky, nothing like tore or anything, so you're basically back to normal. But uh, Giannis just hustles all game long, like both ends of the floor. Like, LeBron doesn't do that anymore. LeBron literally just hangs out on the three-point line, dribble, 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 look sideways, pulls up threes. Or passes the ball. He's not. He, LeBron could score forty a game, like, but he just doesn't. I mean, I don't know if it's to be the all-time assist leader. I don't know what it is, but Giannis's aggression and uh, tempo is what won the finals. You know, is what won the finals. Well, and uh, obviously, I think too. Like, we want people. Like you said, people are saying that Giannis right now is the best player in the league, and I think if we're gonna say that at some point, we're not gonna be talking about that next year when we're in the middle of the season. There's gonna be different stories happening and stuff, and maybe we will say it. But like, if we're gonna say it at some point, let's go ahead and say it because like we have an opportunity. I think Giannis is one of the like probably the best player in the NBA at this moment. He's he is a champion. He's on top of the NBA, and like. I don't know what other player you put out there that's going to be able to stop him from getting 50 points. Like, find me one player that's going to stop Giannis from getting what he wants. There's no one that can play like Giannis. He's a seven-foot-tall guard, small forward. Point everything. When he's making 16 <laughs> to 17 from the line, he's literally unstoppable. Unstoppable. So that is that is what I'm saying. Is like You really don't have So like I think it's fair to say he's the best player, but Zach also... Coming off this finals, there's there's happy one side. One side is not happy. And that side right now has a big decision to make, both Chris Paul and if you are the Suns, as far as you think they're going to be running that back or do you think Chris Paul's moving on? Well, there's rumors for Chris Paul to the Lakers, Chris Paul to the Knicks, Chris Paul to the Sixers. I mean, there's rumors everywhere for Chris Paul. you got a 36-year-old point guard, six-foot tall, who's going to demand the max. So... I mean, that's a tall ask, and he has to get the max. He's the leader of the Players' Organ uh, Association or whatever. Yeah. He has to set an example or get in that bag. So he's going to have to take full money. I mean, you can run it back. I mean, you made the finals. Great job for the Suns. Problem is, you just both of your stars shrunk in the limelight, and you can't expect a 23-year-old DeAndre Ayton to win the finals against Giannis. I that's think where Devin Booker, him. Devin Booker and Chris Paul completely pooped it completely pooped the finals. Like, Devin Booker, 8 of 22 shooting in game six, 19 points. Chris Paul actually had a pretty good stat line, 26 points, but turnovers for Chris Paul. It's just... Well, I'm not going to I'm not gonna bury Devin Booker right now, but, I mean, Giannis proved that he is a superstar, and Devin Booker's just a name that people want to put cloud on for some reason. Well, and I don't, and with Aiden, man, I don't, like, want to say it was the only reason that, like, that, you know, they didn't, they didn't win, but, like, defensively, they had, they had him hanging out way too, like, they, 
they were letting Giannis get heads of steam. Like you, you talked about it. You let Giannis gets ahead of steam, runs to the basket, and like there's not a lot you can do as a player. Like he's either going to spin off you, he's going to hit you with a euro step, or you're going to have to foul him and get a put him at the line. And so like they have eight and hanging out like below the free throw line on defensive pick and rolls. I'm like, no, nah, you got to get to get up on, put a body up on the guy. Don't let him run at you from the three point line. Meet him at the three point line. You know. You can't you can't give him that opportunity, so. But yeah, I'm with you. I think I think personally, Suns run it back and hope to God that you know another year of experience, more work be to DeAndre Ayton, and, and maybe it works out a little bit better. But at the same time, you also are a team that made it through the West just by happenstance of playing teams that were not at their full strength. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you think about next year, it may be a lot harder to get to the finals for the Suns through the West when you're playing Kawhi, you're playing LeBron AD, you're playing healthy uh, Jamal Murray. Well, now all the the dominoes are going to fall because season's over. Honestly, one of my favorite times, free agency draft is next week. Um, Rockets are talking about trading up to the number one spot to get Cade Cunningham. I think the Pistons have the number one pick right now, I think. I think, I think. I think, maybe. Uh, I mean, I know Dame's looking to move, potentially. I know that the Sixers are probably moving Ben Simmons. They're, I mean, that's going to be done. So, like, there's definitely big, big dominoes to fall, like you said. Smaller dominoes. Um, Leangelo Ball signs with the Charlotte Hornets G League affiliate, the Greensboro Swarm. So, now we have completed two of the Ball brothers. We'll see what happens if we have Lonzo come on down in free agency this year. All three Ball brothers, Lavar on the bench. What do you think? I like him, man. What does my life become? Although Lavar Ball may, it's not like although I guess Lavar Ball also has not been a factor for a few years, and so yeah, it probably worked. Bro, he well. got his sons to the league. He did what he was supposed to do. He got them some attention and contracts out of nowhere you think Leangelo's good enough to get a contract no him being famous is why he got a contract fair um Zach major college football news um a lot of things like we were talking about in basketball there's a lot going on dominoes there's a lot going on in college football but there's a lot of nothing going on there's a lot of talking but this talking I think Zach is going to lead to some major changes in college football currently we are in the process of Texas and Oklahoma looking to move into the SEC, and I do believe this is something that Monday to Tuesday will get officialized if it's going to happen. Really? Um, they're talking about like that's like the, this stuff is getting decided, done. Like it's pretty much there. Um, and so yeah, Texas OU is looking to come to the SEC. They're going to leave the Big Twelve high and dry with literally nobody that has a chance of making a playoff especially right now in the pro- in the process where we're potentially moving to a 12 team playoff at some point there's a vote for that with the playoff committee coming up so there's a lot of dominoes to fall in college football also we got the NIL happening Bryce Young Alabama's quarterback hasn't even played one snap of football has have reported 1 million dollars in NIL uh you know contracts already worked up hey not played one freaking game. What if Bama wins two games this year? That's not going to happen, obviously. Sling but what field. if he throws 30 interceptions, two two touchdowns, they win two games, and Bryce Young makes a million dollars for it? Just compare it to a bad movie, what? Daniel. <laughs> bad movie. All this movie has all this hype. You go to the movie, you spend the ticket before you it see the product. Money. And the movie makes a lot of money, and it's just fart jokes and, you know, 
bad comedy the whole time. Although fart jokes pretty funny. Anyways. Hey, <laughs> moving on. Uh, breaking news. Uh, I hate to I hate to hijack. No, like you're this. good. What we'll you go got? right back to college football. I don't know. Deshaun Watson reports the Texans camp today to avoid the fifty thousand dollar per day fine. Still has a trade request, but uh, I've seen Deshaun Watson's like Instagram become more active. He started like putting up stories and stuff. Still no word on the. Uh, the There's case still investigations. There. Exactly, but uh, playing football again. I still don't think Aaron Rodgers has reported at this point, you know, and Aaron Rodgers, uh, I, I, th- I think in the, in the long run, Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. He's going to play football for the Packers this year, but, like, it's not going to be a very happy situation. Devontae there, Adams and Aaron Rodgers both tweeted the same picture of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen leaning on each other yesterday. So. I mean, that's what he's going to have to do. He's going to have to lead on Devontae Adams because he has nobody else out there. <laughs> well, um, there you go. But uh, on the conference realignment stuff, college football, try to, sorry to bring it back, a little horseshoe there, but uh, <laughs> why does everybody want to go to the SEC, man? I so, hate the SEC. So ACC. It's, <laughs> it's, it's because, this, it's because, and like, I mean, it's it's fair. Like, the SEC has won, if you over the time of, like, national championships and stuff, like, SEC has won a fair amount of them. But if you're talking, like, TV contract-wise, the Big Ten's still a better conference than the SEC just because they have a better TV contract. But if you bring in Texas and Oklahoma into the SEC, our TV contract's going to blow the Big Ten's out of the water at that point. And some people were talking that this move from Big T- from Big 12 to the SEC was just a power flex to get the Big 12 to get a better TV contract because they're renewing their contract this year. But, like... I think it may have started like that, and now suddenly they were like, oh, it's a little serious. They're actually down with it. Now let's actually explore this. Um, there's reports that like the Big 12 may end up talking with the Pac-12 about combining into one big league. There's a lot of like weird issues, and like you know, I was talking to Andy. I think this is something that could even, like, if this happens, Texas OU won't join SEC in 2022. They're going to be in there in like 2023 or 2025. Like there's going to be three or four years for this to happen. And I think during those three to four years, you're going to have a lot of other potential dominoes falling. And so like, who knows? We get up, end up in a situation where you have like four different tiered leagues and then this regulation style, relegation style. And the top one is where you're competing for your 12 playoff spots every year. I'm not saying that's a terrible thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I'm saying that's a potential thing that, like, I don't know where this could end up going because there's just so many dominoes that could fall. It's interesting for me as a Clemson fan because with Texas and Oklahoma going, like, there's an obvious next progression, and there's already rumors Clemson's going to go to the SEC. You know, like, we we cakewalk through the ACC as it is. I don't know how the NIL is going to change the distribution of talent, but – um Clemson, I mean, they could hang in the SEC. You t- if you tell me Clemson, like Carolina's fans, things they've always said, Carolina Gamecocks, they've said this their whole career to us. If you played in the SEC, you wouldn't have that schedule. You wouldn't have that record. You don't play nobody. Clemson would cakewalk, not cakewalk, but they would probably go ten and two. Yeah, almost every single year, if not well, undefeated. Well, you know? and I do think one thing at with, this point, I think one thing with that is like if Clemson comes in, and even like other teams, let's say like Florida State comes in, you end up with a point where you have like all the best teams in one conference. If we're at a twelve-team playoff, it doesn't matter if you lose three games with a twelve-team playoff. If I lost three games and three of them are Clemson, Ohio State, and you know. Florida or Auburn or whatever, some team that, you know, maybe we call middle of the line, mm-hmm. 
then yeah, you're probably still making the playoffs if you're Alabama or you're Georgia or you're Oklahoma and you have those three losses, you know? Like, that's not like those are bad losses by any standard. Now, if you're going out there and get blown out in every one of those games and winning near near game, like, close games, maybe you're not. But, like, yeah. it just really comes down to, like, with 12-team playoff, we could end up with teams just not caring how many losses they have. We're not worried about regular season. Give me the best. Let me play just, like, a conference of the best teams. Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know how soon until we get to the Super Conference, but here's the thing. Go Tigers. Football is like, what, 45 days away? Yeah. Inching up on us. We're probably. inching up, and, like, in a couple days, we're going to have to start rationing up the aggression against each other because, obviously, go to these mother-freaking dogs. You better go out there and get a dub in Charlotte, you dogs. We should probably look up a hotel room in Charlotte. We really need to get on tickets as well. Anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty much uh, it, guys. I know it's episode eighty-eight. Got a little, a uh, little disagreement here on who the episode's named after. Um, Dan says Michael Irvin, which very, very great wide receiver for the Cowboys. A few Super Bowls. I said Marvin Harrison because he's like arguably one of the best ever. But um, I mean, I mean Marvin Harrison. His fine. name's on the show, so we're going with uh, Michael <laughs> Irvin. <laughs> we're naming it with both of them. The the wide receiver episode. The wide receiver you episode. All right. Guys, stay cool out there. Enjoy yourself. Have a great week. Moody Sports. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to A Very Moody Sports Show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Stay tuned next week for more hot takes and good predictions. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow on Apple iTunes and Spotify, A Very Moody Sports Show. And also on social media, Moody Sports Page. That's M-O-O-D-Y Sports Page, all one word, on social media. And check out our website, MoodySportsPage.com. See you next week, guys.